Hello, hello, hello. You know what time it is. It's time for weekly football discussion on the Big Deep Podcast. Before I bring in Alex, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page where you see all latest and greatest content. We've got a bunch of it coming out this week, some of it football-related, some of it, well, let's just say it's football-related. So um, also check out the uh, Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple. So uh, joining us is a very happy Dolphin fan and the only person who used Donovan Peoples-Jones against me in a, in a head-to-head contest this week, Alex. What's up, Dylan? Yes, very happy Dolphins fan. I mean, I'm as happy as a Dolphins fan as you can be at sitting at two and seven this season. But, you know, first win since week one, you know, something to smile about at least. And another thing to smile about, Donovan Peoples-Jones, man. I had a feeling I saw the, uh, you know, after Odell, they were saying he's going to be starting. I was like, yeah, let's throw him in last second against Dylan, see what he does. And Worked out pretty well for me, but I I can I can attest when I saw Donovan Peoples Jones run into the end zone, I'm like, you turn! <laughs> I'm like, I I knew when he caught that ball. I'm like, you turned. I'm like, where was Jarvis Landry? He's running two yard. He's running two yard routes every play. That's what he did in Miami. That's what he does in Cleveland. He's I mean, he he's not a good fantasy guy. He's a good he's a good receiver for the Browns. I mean, when they use him, but. As far as fantasy goes, it's it's I don't there's definitely better options than uh than Jarvis Landry and Donovan like, Peoples. He's like Cleveland's version of Jalen Water. Like he'll be he might get a hundred balls and they go for like what three yards a pop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think Jalen Water might be better than Jalen uh, than Jarvis Landry, but that might be just a little bit of bitterness that we uh let Jarvis Landry go. But that's all right. You still beat me, didn't you? Yeah, Donovan Peoples-Jones helped me out, but uh, not enough, apparently. I think you lost by 18. Yeah. I thought Tyrod Taylor would uh, do a little bit better against Miami, but that didn't pay off for me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, well. But speaking of happy people, Dylan, you must be pretty happy this week. I mean, uh, there's nothing else to say. You beat the Bills. How'd that happen? First off, let, let me say this from a diehard Jackal fan. I'm sorry for any eliminator for any Buffalo Bills eliminators because I did not see that coming. Yeah, I, no I, I was speechless. I was speechless. I, I mean, the bet. Bills were 14 and a half point fake. Did, did did I did I just say that? 14 and a half point fake. Jacksonville was missing. It's still running back James Robinson with a heel injury. And Buffalo came in, I mean, and the Jags won 9-6. And by the way, going into Sunday's game, guess how many field goals the Jaguars made in the U.S.? Zero. In the U.S.? Yes. Matthew Wright was only able to make kicks in London. And now he can make kicks in Duval County. Hey, it's about time for him to uh, start making field goals in the U.S. Because, I mean, field goals were definitely uh, the name of the game on Sunday. Well, actually, I'm going to take that back. The name, emphasis on name of the game, was Josh Allen and not the one that people might have thought going into that game. 
who, I mean, I, I remember seeing Adam Schefter's tweet that that's the first time that a player has sacked another quarterback with the same name. Not only did he sack the guy, he picks him off and recovers a fumble. I mean, what a day for Josh Allen and not, and not the, uh, not the MVP hopeful that uh, they've got up there in Buffalo. Yeah. Maybe the MVP hopeful in Duval County. I mean, if, a lot of people, I mean, it's funny because Buffalo's Josh Allen was taken with the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL draft. Jacksonville's Josh Allen was taken with, guess what? The seventh pick of the 2019 draft. Got a whole lot of back and forth going there. I mean, lucky for you. I mean, the 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 teal and what are your colors? Teal and black, I think is what uh Josh Allen overcame the blue and red Josh Allen. But I mean, yeah, I don't I think if anyone bets uh, had any underdog parlays this week, they might have been able to cash out a whole lot of money because there was a lot of crazy games. One of the craziest weeks in the NFL season I've seen yeah. in a long time. I mean, be honest, that game, that Buffalo Jacksonville game reminded me of only one game, if you, especially if you in a limited league. Do you might remember? You remember Buffalo, Minnesota? I'm thinking 2018, 2019. Minnesota was an 18 and a half point favorite. Everybody used Minnesota Eliminator and Buffalo won by double digits. And we were yeah. like, oh, you, I'm not going to finish. Yeah, oh, there's. You're kidding me. It seems like there's always at least one or two games a year where it's just like you see the results of a game and it's like, wait, how did that happen? I mean, and this, I, honestly, I think this might have been one of the. Because not only was it the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Buffalo Bills, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Buffalo Bills nine to six, not a single touchdown in the game. I mean, that's if you were if you were at work on Sunday or if you were uh, for some reason under a rock and you weren't watching NFL football and you checked back back in to check the scores and you saw nine six Jacksonville over Buffalo. I mean, you must think you're in the twilight zone or something because that's not. I mean, that's a baseball score five and six. Yeah, it's a baseball score. It's an upset. It's 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 got to be one of the craziest football games. It's got to be the craziest football game we'll see this season, and and, and definitely one of the most uh, craziest in recent history. And by the way, in a matchup with Josh Allen and Trevor Lawrence to have neither quarterback throw a touchdown, it's probably even more surprising. I mean, Trevor left the game with an ankle injury, and to me. I mean, you might disagree with me because Josh Allen put up a few points on the Dolphins last week, but what's going on with the Bills? Because that offense line was bad on Sunday. Yeah. And it's not like Jacksonville's known for having a great pass, and Buffalo just – let me see if I've got the – I mean, Buffalo ran for 72 yards and only converted 6-13 on third down. Jackson was 2-13, so that means both teams went 6-28 combined on third down. And Josh Allen, his QPR was 26 while being sacked four times. Uh, that, looked like, that looked more like Saxonville's 2017 defense than anything. Yeah, I mean, it weird game, weird stats. I mean, it, it's it's almost hard to talk about it because it's like there's there's so like 
the amount of just flipped scripts that happened in that game was just unbelievable. I mean, I think it's funny that I, I remember, you know, after um, after Buffalo lost to Tennessee, they had their bye. And I think it was like Sports Center or someone tweeted about how, you know, most teams get a bye week. The uh, Buffalo Bills get a bye month because they, uh, they had their bye week and then they had Miami and then they had Jacksonville after that. I just think it's a little funny that uh, uh, Jacksonville pulls off that win just to, just to kind of show you that, you know, anything can happen. You know what they say, any given Sunday, anything can happen. And uh, I think that might be a little bit of karma for Buffalo for uh, running up the score in Miami, scoring a touchdown in the last minute of the game when they didn't need to. But, you know, that's just me being a little salty. But Hey, you know what? Jacksonville's got a swimming pool. And guess what Buffalo was doing on Sunday? Swimming upstream. Yeah, they were or drowning, either one. But <laughs> you know, I mean, it's 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 definitely a nice week when the uh, when the Dolphins win and the Bills lose. So I th- I tip my hat to you and your Jacksonville Jaguars, and I uh, appreciate knocking knocking the uh, Bills fans down a notch because they've been a little obnoxious this year. And I tweeted, and I tweeted after Sunday's game. No one circles the wagons over the Buffalo Bills more than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, get a little Chris Berman reference. I mean, it's I, it, weird, 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 weird. Just a weird game, weird week. But you know, congrats to you guys. That's it's another win, another notch in the win column. You what second of the year, and who knows? Maybe if you could beat Buffalo, who knows? Maybe there's more to come. Yeah, now we get Indy this weekend, so we can so. John and Taylor might run for eight million yards like he did week seventeen last year. Right. I mean, Buffalo's got to figure out their run game. I don't know how many games it's been where they've had Josh Allen as their leading rusher, but I know it's been at least twice. Too many. Yeah, too many. I mean, you got Devin Singletary, you got um, Zach Moss over there. I mean, they've got some decently talented backs. I, obviously, it's a pass-first offense with that with, with uh, the connection that Josh Allen and, and Stephon Diggs have together. But, um, I mean, you've got to be able to, I mean, trust me, coming from a Miami Dolphins fan, I know having, not having a run game can absolutely halter your offense. And I mean, it looks like that's what happened on Sunday because it, I mean, the passing game wasn't working and obviously the running game wasn't working. A lot of things weren't working for Buffalo. Where is Stefan Diggs going? I don't know. I mean, it, I, I was upset about, um, uh, now his name is Emmanuel Sanders not having to catch the week before against Miami. I, I started him in like all my fantasy leagues that week because I was like, oh yeah, he's going to go off against Miami. Yeah, he had no catches against Miami. He didn't do much, I don't think, yesterday. I mean, Stefan Diggs is, didn't do anything yesterday either. And he's really had a, had a pretty disappointing season compared to his expectations. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a weird year for Buffalo because they seem like they're – they have games where they're like, oh, yeah, they're one of the best teams in the NFC. And then they play a game like this or or, or they go away from their stars. And it's like, what's uh, it, it, they're a weird team. I'm, I'm very interested to see how this plays out for the rest of the year and especially going into the playoffs, because, I mean, if you can have a bad week this week against Jacksonville and I mean, no offense, but you let a team like Jacksonville beat you, I mean, how are you gonna how how are you gonna have that confidence going into the playoffs thinking knowing every game is a must-win game I mean it's just it's something that the Bills gotta at least have their eye on and, and be a little wary of because you can't let games like that slip in the NFL especially when it starts getting to the end of the year 
Yeah, you can't let uh, – yeah, I can't let uh, – well, I mean, they were one Josh Allen slip away from being Tennessee on Monday night. So, we'll see what happens with the Bills. How about the other big surprise from the early slate on Sunday? The Denver Broncos. Yes, the same team that traded Von Miller laid a whooping to the Dallas Cowboys. 30 30- to 16. Uh, if anybody used the Dallas Cowboys as the eliminator pick, well, uh, I am sorry. Yeah, you're sitting in the same boat as any Bills picks this week. I mean, yeah, that, that final score was 30 to 16, and it was not even that close. I mean, that 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 saved them a little bit of face, but being down 30 nothing in the fourth quarter to the Denver Broncos, I mean, I had a bet myself that had that had Dallas on top of that game. So I was definitely not too happy with them. I mean, it's not how about them Cowboys. It's how about them Broncos this week because they put on a clinic and Dallas had no answers for them. Well, be honest with you, a couple of stats I looked from that game, one team was ready to play and it wasn't the Cowboys. The Broncos ready to play. They ran the ball for 190 yards, possessed the clock for over the ball for over 41 minutes. And by the way, it didn't sound like a Cowboy home game. It sounded more like a Bronco home game with all those orange jerseys there. Yeah, I mean, it's – you nail, you put, you put hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, just them having 190 yards rushing, ab- uh, being able to uh, accumulate, what, you said 41 minutes of, of offensive uh, possession. I mean – that's how that's how you win football games right there. If you, obviously you can't run for 190 90 yards every week, but I mean, especially against a team like Dallas, who that uh, obviously Diggs has been having an absolutely amazing season. He's been picking off everyone left and right. If you can run the ball against that Dallas Cowboys team, keep the uh, keep their stars on offense off the field. Keep Zeke and Dak and Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb. Keep those guys off the field. And, you, and you're having success running the ball, so you don't have to worry about throwing towards digs or having any costly turnovers. I mean, that's the recipe to beating Dallas right there. I mean, so uh, uh, props to Denver. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater had a pretty decent day. I mean, he didn't do anything special, but he didn't really have to. I mean, with Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon taking control of that game, I mean, it, it was a wash from the start. And by the way, uh... Sunday might have been the worst game I've seen Dak Prescott play in the NFL. I mean, you talk about timing, and, I mean, Dak hurt his calf the last – in overtime against New England. Of course, Dallas went on by, and then he didn't play at Minnesota. And he looked rusty on Sunday. I mean, 19-29, couple turnovers, touchdowns. But then again, those touchdowns came as – came in as what we like to say, garbage time. Yeah. I mean, QB of 24.1 is not going to get it done, especially if you're the quarterback of America's team. Right. Well, I hate I hate that America's team thing, but whatever. That's a whole different rant. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. Dak looked rusty. I mean, maybe they should have started Cooper Rush this week. I mean, they might have been able to put some points up before the fourth quarter, but the Cooper I mean, the, Co- the Cooper the Cooper Rush would have been the hottest thing to hit Big D since us. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> See what I did there? I like that. I like that. All right, but yeah, you know, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott couldn't really get it going on the ground. Ten carries, fifty-one yards. I mean, 
it's a good average, but I, when you don't have the, when you don't have the ball and you go down that early, I mean, it's, it's pretty uh, frequent to kind of abandon the run there, but I mean, that maybe they should have stuck with it because a 5.1 rushing average when, when Dak, when Dak Prescott isn't doing anything as far as throwing the ball. I mean, I wasn't watching the game, but I, it had the, I'm stuttering over my words here just because I'm, I'm wondering how Dallas could even allow that to happen. I mean, you've got a, one of the best running backs in the league. You've got a quarterback who uh, is coming off a couple weeks of, of not playing, whether it was the bye week or, or being out to injury. I mean, I would think that you might want to at least lean on your rushing game a little bit, but I mean, they couldn't get, they couldn't get the ball back, I guess, from, from Denver, just killing the clock with that rushing game. But just a, a, a weird, disappointing game for the Cowboys. I mean, I know I know a couple of Cowboys fans that it's it just seems to be, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, they've been one of those teams that will have some success and then they'll have a game where it's like, oh, yep, there's the Cowboys again. Well, last yesterday was or well, Sunday was one of those events where it's there's those Cowboys again, because it's I mean, I, I just keep having flashbacks to Tony Romo, Tony Romo fumbling the hold and. It's just the, the Dallas Cowboys can really never have anything nice, can they? Maybe it's a, that might have been, that Cowboy game might have been one of those where you just throw away the tape and just say, uh, we, we don't want to look at the footage. We're like, one no, you know. Yeah. I mean, and now how about the, uh, how about the uh, third surprise on Sunday? The Derrick Henry left. Tennessee Titans went to LA and absolutely steamrolled the LA Rams. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely probably the game I was looking forward to the most on the weekend slate. I mean, fortunately, I got home from work, so I was able to watch a good amount of the the, the end of that game. I mean, just the the name of the game in that in, in that game was penalties. I mean, you look at you, you look at the stats. I mean, if if I tell you that that the LA Rams threw, uh, had 347 total yards versus the Titans 194. The LA Rams had 22 first downs to so the Titans 16. Uh, the Rams had 32 uh, minutes of the clock. I mean, you got to think 94 rushing yards, the Tennessee 69. You got to think that that's probably a, a win for, uh, for the LA Rams, especially considering that game was, um, that game was in LA, was it not? Yeah. I mean, it's a home game for the Rams. You've dominated the yardage you've dominated, but I mean, you see those penalties and that, and that really, I mean, penalties can kill a team penalties and turnovers are two things that, I mean, if you, if you don't have that under control, you can be a better team. You can play a better game, but you can lose a game. And uh, you know, unfortunately for the LA Rams, 12 penalties for 115 yards, two turnovers, that's not going to get it done against most teams in the NFL. It did not get it done against the Tennessee Titans. And how about speaking of turnovers? How about two bad interceptions from Stafford? I mean, one of them, I wonder, I wonder what he was doing there because he could have he could have taken his safety and instead of giving him seven, you give up two. And in right. the second one, Kevin Byer just ate Matthew Stafford on that play. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. I just it's that that game is so it was so weird because I keep looking I just keep having my eyes drawn towards the stats and like that's the crazy thing about football is I mean obviously some stats 
you, you, you want to have a productive game. You want to have your numbers. You want to be able to say, yeah, we rushed for 150 yards. We threw for 380 yards. But, I mean, just looking at that Tennessee Titans, the, the stats from them, it, it's just shocking to me. How I mean, obviously, you know, having an interception for a touchdown, that's a game changer. Or um, Adrian Peterson having a one-yard rush. I mean, it's a fresh out, fresh off the uh, uh, denying dancing with the stars to uh, make another make another run at it in the NFL. I was going to say fresh off the sofa. Yeah, you know, yeah, I I heard that Dancing with the Stars offered him like three hundred thousand dollars to to be on the show, and he, he actually thought Baltimore was was going to be uh, giving him a phone call. And next thing you know, King Henry goes down and. It's a little bit south in uh, Tennessee, and they're looking for a running back. But you know, it's just another weird game. I mean, like we said, that's just been the that's been the theme of this week is just weird football games. I mean, I was I, I it was like twenty two turnovers in the Dolphins Texans game. I mean, it's just uh, some ugly football, some weird football, some upsets, and just you know, another week in the NFL. Yeah, and then how about Tennessee's pass rush? I mean, it seemed like. Just- I mean, Aaron Donald's the best interior pass rusher in football, and Jeffrey Simmons just ate up the Rams' O-line that game. Three yeah. sacks, and I think it was in the backfield all night. Yeah. I bet you Matt Stafford was thinking of Simmons in his dreams after the game, like, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you get sacked five times. I mean, sacks, sacks are drive killers. I mean, you, you turn a, a, a first and eight – a first and eight – a second and eight into a, a, a third and 14, a third and 16. I mean, you're, you're putting your offense in a, in a bad spot. It's, it's just hard to really get anything going, especially if you've – I mean, trust me. And Ryan Tannehill, you know, I, I'm sure he was terrified of Andrew Donald because the man, man got sacked more than anyone in the NFL when he was with Miami, and it's – uh, I know it had, it's been a little bit better for him in Tennessee, but not quite. I know he's been getting sacked a lot. So it must have been nice for him to be on the uh, opposite side of that because, I mean, it's just so hard to get your offense going when you, when you give up big plays like that. But, you know, I think it's time for one of our favorite segments of our show. It's rant time. We've got, we got something a little interesting going on today. How about, how about you start us off with that, Dylan? Uh, usually we rant on a player or team, but, you know, Wednesday's typically the waiver, the day we're all away from moves, so, and for all fantasy football moves are made, so I figured we, uh, talk, we each talk about our favorite Week 10 waiver edition, and, uh, um, uh, unfortunately, if Browns running back Nick Chubb is in COVID jail after having tested positive. So uh, if you remember back to week seven, where Dearness Johnson rushed the ball 22 times for a buck 46 and a touchdown against the uh, Denver Broncos. Well, Mr. Johnson might have the whole backfield to himself because right now it is the only healthy running back in the Browns backfield. Dream Hunt's still on injured reserve, and the other backs on in COVID jail. So you know what that means. If I'm a fantasy user and I've got any money left, or if I've got the number one waiver spot, Mr. Johnson would be my guy. I don't care if the Browns are facing the Patriots. Cleveland's got the best offensive line in football. 
And guess what they like to do more than seemingly everybody, except maybe Pete Carroll. <laughs> Run the ball. Run the ball, yeah. Baker Mayfield threw the ball, what, 14 times against the Bengals on Sunday? 14. Yeah. 14. Ah. Wait a minute. Fortunately, one of those that was to Donovan Peoples Jones, but yeah. okay, okay. You're not funny. <laughs> You're not funny. Actually, actually completed 14 passes through the ball 21 times. He only completed 14 passes. I mean, that's and they won, that... by, and they won by 20 by 20 plus. I mean, that's the fortunate thing about and that was another weird game we didn't even talk about either. I mean, Cincinnati laying an egg, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the benefits of having a big lead is you don't have to throw the ball. You don't have to worry about it. You can kind of kill the clock. But, yeah, absolutely, Giannis Johnson is a um, is definitely a top, top priority waiver claim. Honestly, um, another guy, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to keep it in Cleveland, I, and, and I'm going to bring it up again. I honestly think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a, is, a, is a, depending on how deep your league is, I mean, if you're in a 12-team league, I think he could be a flex candidate in some weeks. And, I don't think he's rostered in very many in very many leagues. I definitely think I've got a waiver claim in for him in, in at least one of my leagues just because I need some receiver help. But the nice thing about that is, I mean, they've got uh, New England this week, and uh, New England has been impressive this year. I mean, they're they're one game back from behind. They're one game behind Buffalo in the East, and uh, they've been playing some pretty good football. I've had a couple losses that obviously against Miami week one and, and a couple others along the way, but I think that'll be a competitive football game. I think that's going to be, a, a, I think it'll be a pretty close game throughout. I think Cleveland uh, won't be able to just completely lean on the run. I think they'll have to throw a little bit more against new England, which is why I like Donovan people's Jones a little bit more uh, this week and, and in the following weeks. But the main reason why I really like him is the very next week. Do you know who Cleveland plays? Uh, could you give me a hint? One of the worst team, the worst team in the NFL. How, Houston, we have a problem. Nope, not quite. The Detroit Lions. Oh, I was going to say, oh, the Lions would have been my next choice. Yeah. So Cleveland's got the Lions next week. Uh, they should be able to pass, run, kick, do anything they want against the Detroit Lions. So I definitely like. I mean, unfortunately for Deonis, uh, Dearness Johnson. He might not be a rest of season waiver guy. I definitely like Donovan Peoples-Jones a little bit more uh, for rest of seasons because, I mean, obviously Kareem Hunt will be back eventually, and Nick Chubb is probably only going to be out for a week with the COVID thing. But yes, uh, You're right. So, I mean, d- uh, definitely Dearness Johnson's a top add if you need someone for this week. I think rest of season, uh, I do like Peoples-Jones. But there is one guy. He's, he might not be necessarily a waiver. He's probably on a roster in a lot of teams. But if you have this guy on your roster, you need to be starting him this week. And you might need to be starting him for the rest of the season because this guy is going to win people fantasy leagues. He, I know he won people fantasy matchups this week. And that, my friend, is James Conner. James <laughs> Conner for the Arizona Cardinals is – I'm lucky. I, I was fortunate enough to have him in a couple of my leagues this year. and. I've, I, he's been a, he's been a, pl- a bi-week plug-in injury plug-in for me, and he's been getting a good 10, 12 points cut because of the Chase Edmonds um, uh, mix. But, you know, Chase Edmonds goes down, and what does the man do? 46 points this week, at least in, at, at least in my league. might have a couple bonuses or anything. But I'm telling you right now, if James Conner is on waivers, he should be the first player 
um, added from your added on your waivers list. If he's not, and you have him on your team on your bench, I think he's a I think he's a plug and play for maybe for the rest of the season, depending on how your running back situation is. But um, and if you've got if you need some running back help and you've got a couple extra receivers or tight ends or something like that, I think he's a prime trade. I mean, maybe he might not be the best trade candidate this week just because he's coming off a monster game. But I think um, I, I, I'm definitely I'll tell you what, I'm definitely happy to have uh, James Conner on my bench right now. And I don't think he's going to be on my bench next week. Let's just say this. There would be a lot of James Conner in my lineups this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Especially Kyler Murray being banged up. You know they're going to be running a little bit more. They don't want DeAndre Hopkins is banged up. I love James Conner for rest of the season, or at least until Chase Edmonds come back comes back. And even if Chase Edmonds comes back, I think James Conner might take that run that uh, running back room over and fly away. And fly away. There you go. Yeah, I think Conner makes a lot of sense, particularly because as the weather gets cold, you need that power back and Connor can be that power back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. How would you like to how would you like to stop James Connor and Derrick Henry in 15 degree weather? I'll pass. I'll pass on that. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially I mean, you know, my my league where I have where I have Derrick Henry Henry sit my in my IR spot. I mean hopeful that he might be able to be back for the fantasy playoffs. I doubt it, but um you know I just can't drop him, you know. <laughs> Uh, but, um, you know, I have James Conner in that league and he's, he's definitely getting, I, I'm starting him over Gaskin this week, I think. And, uh, I'm definitely putting him in with confidence. I would be too. So, uh, thanks for hopping on Alex. And, uh, we wish you a Dolphins well on Thursday night against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Hopefully Lamar, uh, may, I wonder if Lamar's got enough energy after basically carrying the Ravens for what, the 15th time this year. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not really looking forward to Thursday. I think uh, Baltimore always beats us. It's 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 always tough when we play Baltimore. I I remember one game we beat Baltimore, and that was in 2015 for only win of the year. And it seems like ever since then they smacked us once in the playoffs. They smacked us on opening day. 2015. You mean 2007? Yes. Did I say 2015? I do mean yeah. the one in the one in 15, the one in 15 season, 2007. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Mixed the, up my great, words there, the great camera. I think it was, was it like Leo, Leo Lemon? I will never forget where I was during that play. It was one of the happiest moments of my life as a Dolphins fan. It's extremely depressing, but it's the truth. But was, uh, it seemed- was it, was it happier than the time? Uh, I can't, I can't think of the same Kenya Drake scored the touchdown, making Gronk look look like he was fifty five years old at deep safety. That you know the the Miami miracle, the Greg Camarillo play, and the David Tyree helmet catch are three of the happiest moments I've ever been in, in NFL history. One of them wasn't even for the Dolphins. I mean, it was for the Dolphins. It just wasn't on the Dolphins. But yeah, no, I mean, it's it, that was definitely the Camarillo, Camarillo one will definitely be. Uh, one of the memories that I will always have, but it seems like ever since then we uh, have been gotten smoked by Baltimore. So I'm hopeful for this week, but I'm not really expecting much. I think Lamar Jackson's probably going to run all over us, but you know, we got a chance. Yeah. And my Jags are in Indy facing uh, Colson Wentz and the Colts. So. We'll okay. see. I mean, we both put it out this week. Maybe we can both go two two weeks in a row. Yeah. That would be the shock of shocks. Yeah.
But so thanks thank for having you. me, Dylan. It's been yeah. a pleasure thanks as always. Thanks for hopping on, Allison, and we'll be back next week. All right. See you then.